Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Listen, the takes are always hot. The takes are always hot, but this is our holiday hot take spectacular. Hooray! It has a name. Oh, what is it? Hot Take a Palooza. Oh, even better. We we called last year's Hot Take a Palooza, so this is Hot Take a Palooza 2. Electric Boogaloo. Uh-huh. Back on Take Suit. <laughs> um, uh, I also just want to mention Kings and Frontenacs. harder. That was good. January 21st, Kings and Frontenacs, Steve Nagel Podcast Night. Plus, we're doing a show afterwards. If you want your tickets to both the game and the show and a free meal voucher, which is amazing, at the Merchant Tap House, which, from what I hear, does delicious food. We will find out in person. Uh, it's right across from the arena. Uh, that is all going to happen January 21st. So come see us. Kings and Frontenacs. It's 50 bucks for tickets. Remember, that includes game, meal, and show. Go, go Knacks. Go, go, is that no, what they, they say? They do go fronts, but I'm making go Knacks. And you may, you may even meet Barrick the Bear. Yeah, so. know the Knacks. Um, all right. So, Jesse, how, yeah. how does this work? What are the rules? So, Hot Take a Palooza, if you didn't hear last year's episode, it works like this. Each of us... Myself, Steve Dangle, and Adam Wilde have five minutes to stand on the floor and give our opinion. We each have three hot takes for this episode, and we each have five minutes each to debate that hot take. Once the five minutes are up, we buzzer, and we move on to the next person. And these takes are spicy. Last year, we had the famous takes like, mine that burgers are just as good as steak. We had Adams that nobody actually likes, Megan Trainer, And we had the hottest <laughs> take of them all, Steve Dangle, saying that you should get your license renewed every, what was it, five or ten years? I don't remember. I believe it, I th- I believe it was every ten years you, you said people should have to redo their driver's license. I, and Adam, I have never seen him so mad. Well, <laughs> no, my it actual- was a good hot take because it was so wrong. <laughs> It was no. so very wrong. <laughs> I don't want to have to report into these dummies in the government every five to ten years. How far do you live from this building? Uh, fifteen minutes. Yeah, no, Adam, I do. Th- I do three times the driving you do. You're wrong. It's, no, it's okay. a year later. He's still doubling down. He, I think Steve. By the end of it, I was like, Steve's right. I'll triple down. Who knows? Maybe I'll do that today. Mm. <laughs> yeah, just bring it back. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, but... <laughs> All right, Jesse, so you got the timer. Who do you want to start? I think we should play a little game of rock, paper, scissors, okay. as we have done during these holiday games, okay. to determine who goes first in things. Uh, okay. On one, three, two, one, 
you will reveal your selection. Okay. All right. Everybody ready? Yeah. Three, two. Oh, three-way tie. Three-way tie. Three, two, what? Three-way tie. Three, two, one. Oh, oh. you're last. I lose. Adam right. and I. Three. Wait, two, that means I what? go third. I win. Ah. Adam's first. So I got to start first. All right. One, two, All right. three. All I'm right. gonna lead strong. So I got. So here's the thing. The way I do my hot takes is I categorize them. I did this last year too. I've got a hockey take. I got like a uh, an entertainment take, and then I got like a lifestyle take. Mm. Okay? That's important to note. There are no parameters on the hot takes given here. Yeah. We like, we have opened up all the categories. If you want to do three sports, you could. If you want to do three lifestyle, you could do. Yes. Last year I told you eggplant was terrible. Still right about that. Even breaded eggplant. You can't even tell me eggplant parm is good. The parm. In the eggplant parm is what's good. You know that chicken parm is way better than eggplant parm. I just don't know when that became a staple of Italian cuisine. And I don't know who is vehemently defending eggplant. It's funny that I that was one of the takes I got. Most people agreed with me. Somebody said Megan Trainer is the NPC of pop stars, as in like no one's like she's the non-playable character. Like you just don't even know what she's what's going on over La there. Lady Pitbull. Yeah. But I think that um uh, no, I think people go to see Pitbull. I think people like yeah. to go see Pitbull. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but, now because it's a meme. But eggplant, that was one where people vehemently disagreed and they were in my DMs about it. So here's my first one. And it's going to be a hockey one. Can I start the clock? Start the clock. All right. Five minutes. The floor is yours. Adam Wilde. I'm doubling down on something that I have been pounding all year, but I have not come out and just said it. From the time that Dubas started making moves. <laughs> I have believed, and I believe to this day, that the Pittsburgh Penguins are not a playoff team this year. Oh, boy. And I believe, oh. I believe it's being done on purpose. What? There's no way to ever prove this. You think he got Eric Carlson to tank to be bad? I First off, I, I think I think Dubas is a smooth, smooth guy. Smooth. He's a... He's a smooth operator, no question. Yeah. Famously, when he left the Leafs, um, he tried to make a power play, basically, corporate-wise. This was like succession. Five he, on four, yeah. He basically said, mm. uh, listen, I want to be able to take my trades and my signings to the board and get around Shanahan. I don't want to have to go through Shanny to do it. And uh, Shanny said, yeah, no way, man. You're not going to do that. That's not how it works here. Otherwise, what's the point of having me? And so... What we had was Shani coming out and saying, well, I didn't like what he said at the press conference. No, this is everything to do with backroom dealings. And by the way, Dubas doesn't do that if he if he doesn't know that there's a gigantic fat $50 million contract from Fenway Sports waiting. No, I think the Penguins um, uh, on a whim were like, oh, you're fired now? Yeah. Let's begin speaking. You know what's funny about corporations is they love giving out big raises on a whim. Mm -hmm. That's and how he had a $50 million, $50 million contract just fall in his lap when you can't get a 2% raise. And also playing by the rules. <laughs> so There's no tampering ever. So here's what he walked into in Pittsburgh. He walked into a team, locked into a lot of bad contracts. We can't... I, I think Pittsburgh writer, somebody is going to do in five years... Um, the, the title of the article is going to be the reason the Penguins never got their last cup with Crosby. And it's going to be Hextall and Burke. And, no, and, they're gone. No, but they, they're they gone. But this this mess that he has to clean is, is terrible. It is. He's done his best. But here's what he does. Okay. He goes yeah. out and he gets Eric Carlson. To he, knows, he knows this team's mm. not that good. <laughs> and he also knows that he's stuck with a head coach 
for like three or four more years making five and a half million dollars and Fenway Sports Group does not want to fire this coach because they don't want to pay pay him five million dollars to sit on the sidelines. Who would? He's stuck with a coach he doesn't want and with a roster that is on a steep decline. They came, they say, Kyle, we're going to give you this, but you can't do these things. And Kyle goes, sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go for it with Sydney. And what he's done is he said, okay, I'm going to go get Eric Carlson because what the hell, if it works, I look like a genius. But if it doesn't work, I still look really good because I know that the Pittsburgh Penguins are have me around long enough that I get to rebuild this. And this is all about stacking the deck. No matter what happens, Kyle Dubas comes out on top here. If the Penguins suck, he looks fine. If the Penguins are great, he looks like a genius. And I think he's going to get his own way with management come the end of the year. And I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be start start to be torn down and rebuilt quickly just with Crosby. I think Latang and Malkin are probably gone if things continue. Adam, I'm so upset. Why? You're turning me. <laughs> you believe that? <laughs> what do you, why do you, first of all, why do you sound surprised? I'm glad. You well, you know guys what? never believe no, me on no, anything. I'm gone back. No, hey, hey, that's not true. But... Like, I think it's a ridiculous conspiracy theory that Duba said, I know how we'll be bad. I'll get the reigning Norris Trophy winner. Yeah. And then got him to be on his team, got out from under some bad contracts in the process. And the goal was to be bad. That's what I wasn't with you on. The goal wasn't to be bad. The goal goal was was to stack the deck so that either outcome make him look good. If they make the playoffs, he's a genius. Wow, he got Crosby another shot. If they don't make the playoffs, it's like, well, that was Hextall and Burke's fault, and now I can now I get to go to Fenway Management. And go, it's not working. Now let me do what I want to do. That's what I think is going on in Pittsburgh. You don't think he's trying to win this year on I think, purpose? I think if the team, no, that's not what I'm saying. I think if the team was good enough to win, yeah. he'd be trying to win. But I think that he he thought, and any rational person looked at the Pittsburgh Penguins going into the summer and went, ah, it's not very good. And not very, very good chance that they're going to get much better. So he did a lot. He, he played ball. And I think in sometimes in corporate situations, especially at that level, you have to make sure that both outcomes suit you. I think he's far more Machiavellian than people give him credit for. I think he learned but under the tutelage of Brendan Shanahan. To, to, the original, to the original question. So you don't think he had made moves in an attempt to win. I don't think he... No, I think he tr- he thought, if we win with these moves, he knew he had to make a big splash We he got Carlson. So you think he held back on what he should have done? I don't think he's allowed yet to do what he wants to do. So he's saying... That's which okay, is acquire a bunch of players with like a 60% goals for percentage and a shot percentage of negative two. Yep. I think I, I I he loves those guys. guys. If if he's not doing it this way, then he looks like a. We're any at, other any other interpretation does not make him look good. We are at five minutes and thirty seconds. Adam. For Penguins, not a playoff team, and it's on purpose. <laughs> you heard it here first. You have you uh, watch. There's gonna be big changes in Pittsburgh. This you summer. have run out of time. I think if you touched that take with your bare hands, you'd burn your fingerprints. This is off. what the, this is what this is for. You asked <laughs> wow. for a strong lead. You got one. Uh, one thing about Hot Take of Palooza is that it is a safe space. I'll, I can start my clock. One thing about Hot Take of Palooza is that is it a safe? It is a safe space. You will not be held against what you say here today. People may By chastise who? you uh, for a little bit, but in the long term, it is okay.
It's supposed to be spicy. It's supposed to be spicy. That's the whole idea. And when it comes to spice, you know, there's an old phrase that they have going around. Uh, Some people say it. You can catch more bees with honey Mm -hmm. than with spice. That's that's what they often say. With spice, eh? I don't don't know if that's what they say. I don't think that's it. If you want to catch a bee... Don't use Tabasco. Cover yourself in honey. That's what they say. Okay. It's All like right. my, my personal friend Nicholas Cage said, not the bees! <laughs> <laughs> Who's no. next, by the way? I am, and I'm going. All right, let's go. I think we should all be nicer to professional athletes. Jesse, my whole we, business model is shot. We need to be kinder <laughs> to professional athletes. That's what I'm starting with today. Hmm. I get you're a fan. I get you want to go on Twitter and chastise these people, but do you not think as a fan of the team, your team would perform better if you tried to catch them with honey instead of Tabasco? I think there should be a new way of thinking about athletes and professional sports. We should cheer on these people that we love. We should cheer on the people who are the reason that we have the sport. We go to the arena to watch these people. Why do we then go on Twitter and call them trash? Why do we sit in the arena after our fifth beer and boo these people? Because we've just spent $150 on To do what? To watch that guy do his job. All they are doing there, I get they make a lot of money. And they, oh, they make a lot of money, so they they should be okay with this stuff. Just because you make a lot of money does not mean you should be subjected to abuse. Mm. I'm not going to win a lot of fans with this because people think professional athletes are too coddled these days and there's no criticism. And I'm saying, yeah, there is too much criticism for these guys. I think the hot takery that goes on with these guys when it's like, oh, you know, Alexis Lafiniere, fucking trash. There it is. We found it. Someone insulted a New York Ranger. That's right. And Jesse wasn't having it. That that guy, Alexis Lafiniere, no, he's fucking awful. Mm -hmm. You know, high draft pick. Steve, you're doing this new series called Dangle Data. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is Good to be an NHL player? Extremely the, difficult. Just the idea that he was taken in the draft and has played a bunch of games in the NHL is impossible. It is an impossible feat to reach the league and then continue to be in the league. And you want to sit at home and be like, you know what? That guy fucking sucks at hockey. No, <laughs> you're an asshole. You know what? Let's take it a step further. Why Why are we so hard on politicians, Jesse? We hire these oh, people for our votes no. to oh, run the country. Adam, and you know, Adam, they're not every, they're human beings. Not every, every mistake's going to be perfect. Why would we criticize Adam, them? Adam, because at the end of the day, sports is sports. Politics has real world consequences. Mm. I'm sorry that somebody blew a tire in the neutral zone. There was a goal the other way. That doesn't mean he fucking sucks. He's still... A great player. We should start encouraging our athletes. You know what? That was a tough play. I know that you are in the 10% of humans to ever live to play this game. You worked hard all day. You trained. You went to bed on time. If you're John Tavares, you've never eaten anything bad in your entire life. Same with politicians. You, they go to all those rallies. No, they give all po- those speeches politi- to people they don't give a shit about. Politicians, you know, and they don't lot. get. They don't even get paid well, Jesse. The, 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 and they're in the top ten percent of leaders my, of all these time. Are my five, the president only makes four hundred thousand dollars. These are my five minutes. Politicians are dirty <laughs> crooks. 
Politicians are dirty crooks and professional athletes are trying hard. If if somebody's just doing their best out there and a mistake happens, I'm sorry that you've never made a mistake in your entire life Mr. and that perfect. you are perfect, mm. Mr. Perfect. I'm going to come to your job and boo you. Presented by the Liberal Party of Canada. There you go. What Even, else you guys got? I like no, um, it. I like Jesse, this. Jesse, I like that. Here's here's what I need to know before we move forward. Yeah. No, I got 20 seconds left for you guys to rebuttal. What? No, no, no <laughs> rebuttal. What do you want? What do you want? What no, do you want? But, no, tell me. <laughs> that we should boo these people because they're trying their best. No, we, we should boo them and fuck we, them. We definitely no. should. We should. Everybody should praise Trudeau. Uh, That's including, the same including thing. Including those guys. Yep. Including those guys that uh, that don't that, that being do. nice to Alexis Lafreniere is the same thing as supporting Justin I can't Trudeau wait or Adam Ezra Levant go that's, up and give him a big hug. That's a real, really reasonable can't thing wait. to say, Adam. <laughs> no, no, really <laughs> reasonable. I need to. I, I actually support what you're saying. I I need to know because I assume it wasn't what the what are you doing with your phone right now? The timer's going off. I don't mm. know. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. What well, I need to know. Yeah. Um, was this Alexi Lafreniere or like did something else? trigger this like what was the moment where you were like you know what too far was it that was it the devil's fans getting on you for saying the left no, no no none of that it's all i'll tell you steven thank you for asking that question i really appreciate your question that was a very good question you're a great broadcast wow spoken like a so. true politician i've been on this earth now for 31 years too long i've watched sports for about oh 25 of that Wow. at a pretty young age even you know? longer too big long. big probably even more than that 27 years of the 31 i'd say and it's that lifetime of experience watching these games, playing a little myself, you know, not not at any kind of high level, but oh, it's pretty I know, high level. I know when I get encouragement from the people around me, mm. my fans, my family, my friends, not these two guys, I perform better. Mm -hmm. And that experience led me to this moment where I get to on hot take a palooza two. Talk about my real world experience and advocate for athletes worldwide and the fans who chastise them. I get to chastise them today and I get to say, be nice. Be nice to them. I will say in my experience on NBA Twitter, mostly as a lurker, um, the NBA either has 250 world-class players or maybe three. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, this guy is like, Doncic is trash. Wait, what? Yeah. And like, I don't know when Clay Thompson became trash, but it was like overnight. And AI has upped the meme game. Oh, like <laughs> to a point of no return. It's crazy yeah. what the NBA Twitter is doing with AI. Like, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> like, he that misses crazy. one three after a lifetime of making threes. And here's like a high def picture AI photo of him flipping burgers. <laughs> like, it's crazy the turnaround. Like before you could even type in like it's it's almost a sport burger flipping itself. guy. Whoever comes up with the best meme that night. Right. Oh, it is a sport. Yes. And what what you get at the end of it is this one-upmanship that just leads to well they all fucking suck. Then. <laughs> all right, uh, now Steve, you're up. We're not going to make up. it through. You're up. We got to go. We got to okay. go. We're, Jesse's we're, take was ten minutes we're long. We're blowing the five minutes. All right, go five minutes on the clock. You know what, Jesse? Um, <laughs> yeah, you actually inspired this take that I'm making up on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, just we should note that Steve did not come prepared. Yeah, there was a Leaf game last night at the time we were recording this, uh, so it was it was a little tricky. 
But yeah. no, this is one I've been working on for a while. Uh-huh. Um, because you mentioned, uh, you know, you catch more flies with honey than Tabasco sauce. Yeah, spice. Yeah. Yeah, and that got me thinking. Well, you could put honey and Tabasco sauce on a on a chicken wing. You could you Ooh. could come up with right. You could come up with okay. some sort of delicious sauce with that as a base. Maybe not Tabasco specifically, but. It's okay to have a little bit of sweet and a little bit of spice. Mm-hmm. A little honey on pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, you know can what? we get to the take? I'm open to it. I'm building <laughs> up to it. You got to put the foundation down before mm. you put the Do building you? up. You can Adam, just come right out with it. You no, never heard of, you your never building's going to collapse. Here's my hot take number two. Steve's bad at hot takes. <laughs> Adam, I'm going to start calling you three. All right. As in how many minutes you have left? No, because you've never heard of foreplay. Oh. Hey. Steve, are you delaying because Let's you have no. your hot take? Fucking let me get to it. <laughs> you mentioned spice <laughs> and Tabasco. I was about to that. say, well, that's not very spicy. <laughs> and then I thought, you know what? It's delightful. People like Tabasco sauce. They like Franks, even though they're not the most spicy things. And all this is building to, we don't need hotter peppers. That's enough. That's enough. We've dedicated too much time and energy and technology to every couple weeks I'm on TikTok and they're like, some dude in some town you've never heard of invented some new pepper called the Ass Ripper 3000, and it is the new hottest pepper in the history of humanity at five bajillion Schofield or whatever it's Scoville, I think. Scoville, Schofield revolver. Like, I'm supposed (laughs) to know what that even means. Meanwhile, we already, for years now, have had peppers that could put you in the literal hospital. Spice, great. Having a chicken wing that is so hot that it's rare to even get to the end of the pound. You know what? Fine. I've been to Duff's. I've done it. I've accidentally rubbed myself in the eye after having them. It sucks. And there are peppers that are 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 times more spicy than that. That's enough. That's enough. People used to get all stoic and be like, you know, they have nuclear bombs that can blow up the world several times over. And my dad used to get all grim and be like, you know, what, what is that even for? Why do we even have that? And now that I'm older, I'm like, dad, I don't know why you're telling me this. I'm a child. <laughs> but why do we have peppers that are hotter than the peppers we had before? It's exclusively for video content of people nearly choking and dying. And I've had enough of it. That is enough. We need to dedicate our time and technology towards other ventures. Too much hot spicy pepper. That's enough. I've never thought about it. You had a minute 20 left. I like spicy food. Never thought about it. Yeah, Yeah, every time. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Every time I see those hot pepper videos, like it, it doesn't matter how hot the pepper gets. Your reaction can really only be one thing, which is holy shit, that's hot. Wow, that's hot. And now have you noticed that ghost pepper went from it's like wrestling where Shawn michaels sweet chin music used to be a lethal finishing move and now everyone friggin does it the ghost pepper used to be the final boss of peppers and now every because it kill you 
Yeah, every burrito place and burger place has some sort of ghost pepper thing, and they're lying to you. It's a ghost of a ghost pepper is what they should call it. It's like the it's like a little dusting that. of the shell. You can't sell yeah, that. Yeah, you, you can't you sell it sued. because no one would be able to survive. You'd be killing your customer base. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be killing Which them. I hear is not recommended. No. <laughs> bad for business. Ghost peppers are the sweet chin music of peppers. It's overdone. That's enough. You know what? I agree. I don't oh, mind that. To disagree. I don't mind that at I all. I like that take. As somebody who's not a fan of peppers, like I, I think that's it's, fine. It's just a. I like spicy food. It's just not even. It's also. Yeah. I, I don't know. People seem to love it, but for me, I don't get anything out of uh, hot pepper content anymore. Like I think mm -hmm. the the hot wings challenge is actually fun because there's a conversation and and you know people not just the YouTube channel but like other people that replicate that and do it on their own. I think. That's really fun because you're having a conversation and things are getting hotter and you, there's some good memes and, and that stuff that come out of that. But yeah, just some guy like, this chip is so hot. Yeah. yeah no. And then they, you know, Everyone has it's, yeah, just that's played. Over. it's played a little it's, bit. It's over. Everyone yeah. has that one friend. You'll be at a party and they'll pull out this little vial that's like the size of like something that the bad guy in like a wizard movie or like a James Bond movie, it'd be full of poison. And he goes, hey, put a little bit of this on your finger. or Hey, put some of this on your chip. It's called month arson. And you go, why is it called month arson? Oh yeah, because it feels like your butthole's on fire for a fucking month. And you're like, I don't think I want that, actually. Do you have something that's just a little picante? <laughs> I don't need month arson. Yeah, that's enough. No, I agree. Like, there's not, I, don't, I don't think... There's any disagreeing with that? Like, no, because now I'm gonna. I guarantee there's gonna be people like you, weakling. Just no. admit you don't like spicy food. Because no, at that point you're not. I don't like. You're not skin eating, grafts. You're not eating the food when it's too spicy. Like you're just burning your mouth. Yeah, you're not enjoyment. eating as much as you're just breathing heavily out of your mouth. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Adam, you're up. <laughs> All right. Let's start the clock. Now, I told you, I gave you my sports take. There are many. And people take issue with a lot of them, although I want to say, I've had some good ones lately. Why are you so obsessed with Kyle Dubin? I'm obsessed with the, the Ryan Graves contract, if I'm being honest. <laughs> that contract, I'm, I'm just... The I ghost pepper of contracts. It is a bizarre deal for a bizarre player that I don't understand. Not that he's not a good guy, and I'm thrilled for him. But I'm switching over to <laughs> lifestyle. 
I always want to say that because you know, Jesse just said we shouldn't attack athletes. I'm not attacking the man. I'm attacking that I don't understand how he got that deal. One of these days, I just want you to be like, and I'm attacking him as a person. Mm -hmm. um, well, we did that with Babs. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my take number two is a movie take, and I am known and own the fact that I don't like movies that moviegoers like. Like, I get a lot of enjoyment out of shit because I, I just don't care as much. Um, like, you know, movie people that care, they're like, oh, Tarantino and well, Scorsese said this. And blah, 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 blah. They would like, never call them movies. Right. Films. Films. Mm. I don't give a shit. Is the movie funny or not? Is it entertaining or not? I really oh. don't care. Um, so I'm going to say this. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm about to lay the smackdown on Star Wars. We're all going to have to, like, change our addresses. And, oh the Despicable God. Me trilogy. Oh, my God. I is better oh my God. than the latest Star Wars trilogy. Did Leo write this? Despicable Me. No, here's why. Here's why. I, I have a daughter. It. I haven't seen it. And we're watching Despicable Me. Okay. And it occurred to me that there isn't a single person that's seen Despicable Me. And I would imagine Despicable Me is pretty popular and a lot of parents have to watch it. I would imagine it's on par with the amount of people that have seen the latest three Star Wars, that being The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. Okay? Mm, probably not, but continue. They are objectively disjointed, shitty movies that don't make sense <laughs> any of them like the F force awakens was the best one last jedi has star wars plans f uh, fans split down the middle of whether it's good or whether it's not which tells me if you're missing half of your audience you missed the mark you, and then you know rise of skywalker has this incredible way of reuniting people because we all know it sucks well, you know why the force awakens is good they just copied episode four. yeah it was great fine yeah, yeah episode it, seven is just a copy of episode four. Supposed to be secular or circular or whatever, cyclical. Cyclical. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's what I think about the Despicable Me trilogy. Mm -hmm. It's something that you don't have to explain to people. Mm. It's something that you don't, there's not like a huge barrier of entry of this gigantic lore that happened beforehand. You oh, have no. to watch yeah, kids 12 before. hours of movie before you'll understand this one. And even then the plot line really doesn't make sense. And oh shit, it's the last Jedi. Let's just make it up. And oh man, we're running out of space gas. Ah, what are we going to do? We're running out of space gas. <laughs> it was literally, that's, it's like a Jerry Seinfeld plot line, the last Jedi. What do you mean? Yeah, oh, we're running out of, we we're can running out of space gas an hour. Space gas. <laughs> That's what the whole fucking movie's based on. I don't have a problem with any of the other shit. It's the space gas. I'm like, what? Uh, Despicable Me. Hilarious all the way through. Easy to consume, which Star Wars used to be. It should be, it should be something you walk in, you sit down, I am entertained, and then I leave. Mm -hmm. And I go about my day. Mm -hmm. And the, the biggest comparable is that Star Wars and Despicable Me are kids' movies. George Lucas made Star Wars for kids. Mm. It's, and Despicable Me does a way better job of hitting that audience than Star Wars does on the new one. So I say Despicable Me trilogy, far better than the latest Star Wars trilogy. Could it be, mm -hmm. there's a like crazy Give idea, it to me. that the modern day Star Wars isn't <laughs> marketed to the same demo as Despicable Me. So it's interesting. And that they that. are for different audiences. No. And there's a reason that Despicable Me is easily consumable <laughs> more than Star Wars is because different demographics watch those sure, two different but does movies. That, sure, fair. Yeah. But does that make them good? And no. 
I think you guys, Jesse, you've never seen them, but I think I you know either. they're not. No, no. I've never seen the part good. in Despicable Me where Gru gets stabbed with a lightsaber. I think I've seen the first Despicable Me. Which is good. Yeah. Really good. If I remember. And it's you know what? Like as a parent, you get to you, you run those movies time and time and time. Yeah, I don't have a kid. Just so. constantly on the thing. Yeah. But I'm just saying, uh, uh, movies that are supposed to be entertaining, movies that are supposed to be, you know, I mean, Despicable Me is a bit of a younger audience, but I think older people can find humor in it, much like Finding Nemo, that sort of thing. Um, I think that Star Wars really missed missed the mark, and Despicable Me nails it well, with, that, with family entertainment. I think you're, and glossing, that's what Star Wars is supposed to be. You're glossing over some of the toxic parts of the uh, Despicable Me fan base. Ah, yes, like how they grumble every time a new female character. Is ah. Cast. Can't can't stand those strong female leads that Star Wars has always had. No, they're like, give us more Gru. <laughs> we need. It's about Gru. Give me Gru. That's it. That's your five minutes, Jesse Blake. Go ahead. Well done. I Justin Fisher is over there, and I think he's about to throw a chair through the window. Justin, take a cookie. There's cookies there for everybody. J Jesse, tell everyone what you made the cookies out of. Oh, I did not make them. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> no, Gabby made them. Uh, they have after eight, uh, the mint chocolate. Is the them. best. They're, they're fabulous. They're so Let good. Let me just Fabulously. check my uh, clock. Oh, it's 11.31 in the morning. That means it's after eight. Let's go. 8 a.m.? 8 a.m. That's what it means, right? It's always after eight somewhere. Oh. Yep. I think me misinterpreting what after eight means might explain a lot about <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. current shape. So I think I'm going to deliver my food take next because the last one I have, I think, is a little spicier. And I don't know if you guys can handle it right now. But Wait, are you stealing my bit? What? You're doing spice? No, no, oh. not at all. Oh. Um, there's, there's one thing I've been thinking about recently as, as I go about my life eating food, as we all do. You know, you try you try different cuisines. You have different foods for dinner and mm -hmm. lunch and and breakfast and different things go into your mouth. Mm. If the internet uh, is is correct about anything, um, Steve, what do they say about your mouth and the things you eat? Uh, put some more stuff in there, you fat fuck! <laughs> I hope you clutch your chest and die. <laughs> <laughs> one thing. One That's thing. That's what I they say. <laughs> One thing I think uh, the internet thinks you eat a lot of is sandwiches, right? Uh, cheese, cheeseburgers. 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 Yeah, yeah. And, and something I've been thinking about recently is how the bread that holds the sandwich together is completely unnecessary. Hmm. If you take those ingredients. You're saying no bread. You throw it on a plate. You fork and knife it. That thing is going to be just as good, but usually better. I don't need your giant bun. I don't need your giant bun when I'm eating my burger. I don't need it when I'm eating my sandwich. So let's take a chicken sandwich, for, for instance, mm -hmm. like a good fried chicken sandwich, mm -hmm. right? Mm -mm -mm. You got, you got uh, this big bun. Uh, let's, let's, what, what kind of buns do they have? Brioche. Yeah, a, a brioche bun covering the whole thing. Just I'm not in it to eat the brioche bun. And that's the breaded chicken. That's that's not what I'm in it for. I'm in it for the chicken inside. And usually these places that make like, oh, my thing is like I make a good fried chicken sandwich. That chicken is fucking good. Mm. Like that chicken is amazing. And in the way of that with the toppings, like it say it's the chicken sandwich with some pickles and like a coleslaw on top of it. And that's it. Throw that on a plate. I'm eating that 20 times out of 20. Put the bun around it. 
I can be a little dissatisfied with what I'm getting. Mm. It's too mm. filling. It's one. Stop laughing. One. It's yeah, too it's too filling. filling. One. It, the the unnecessarily like. Uh, like, we don't even get into the health thing about it. Like, how bad bread can be for you. Like, I'm not going to go down that route Fried chicken is much healthier. I'm going to dip my toe into that water. You know, it's a, it's a little unnecessary. We don't need those empty calories in, with the bread. But you're taking away what I'm going to that sandwich for. Even, like, I hate a breakfast sandwich. Because I'm in the breakfast sandwich to eat my eggs oh, and bacon yeah. and cheese. So now I, I can't I can't follow you there. Yeah, you're I'm losing me. I am, you're losing me. I yeah. am in the breakfast sandwich for the breakfast ingredients. You don't need to smush them all together and make me Boo. consume all of this thing Boo this man. in like three bites. Boo this man. No. Get Turn out of here. Turn Maddie's mic louder. Burgers. Boo! Burgers. Last year on Hot Take of Palooza, I came here and I talked about how burgers are just as good as steak. If you throw a nice, good Angus burger on a plate, you put some tomato. I like tomatoes on my burger. Now you're just making ground steak. <clears throat> it's good. Mm. Fork and knife it. I would love my burger on a plate. I, I often, if I'm, getting, if I'm getting McDonald's, I'll get a double quarter pounder with cheese and bacon. I ask them for the plate. They have a little plate attachment. I Do get they, it. Really? I get it on a plate. They have this little. Uh, next time, I'll take a picture and I'll. I'll you have. To. I'll send, I've never heard I'll, of this. I'll bring it up on the show. They have a, they have plates at McDonald's and they have a little carton on top and they and they give it to you like that and it's all covered and you can get your burger without a bun. It is an option and I always take advantage of it because you know what McDonald's buns suck. And there's no reason to be eating them. I hate them. They get in the way of the delicious McDonald's burger. So I get it without the bun, and it's just as good, if not better, because I get to enjoy what I'm in it for. Do you, do you eat the and knife that and is fork? the contents of the burger, of the sandwich. Do you get the knife and fork? You get a knife and fork? I, I do get a knife and fork, yes. Some people who do a lettuce bun, by the way, stop. Oh, my, that's my five Here, minutes. Jesse, stop I'm going to add bun. a little insight to someone who worked a whole month and a half at, at, at McDonald's mm -hmm. when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, that's actually a pain in the ass because uh, a lot of the burgers are like they're fresh, but they're also pre-made. Like they were maybe made five or ten minutes before you got there, and they were kept heated. Your order, like we don't keep those in the heating tray, so we would have to make that for you after you order it. God forbid you mm. make my order when I order it, mm. Jesse. Oh, no. Mm. Oh God. Of I, the bourgeoisie. I went to a restaurant and they had to make my food Let when them I eat ordered cake, it. Cake Blake. Oh, poor fifteen-year-old Steve Dangle has to make my burger. I was, oh, I was like sixteen. Oh, it's and awful. Bought, and, and what do you do with his first paycheck? That's right. He bought cereal. I did. <laughs> hey, you did read my book. I did read your book. High five, buddy. <laughs> High five. I don't. I don't know where you guys stand on this, but buns I, unnecessary. I um, I tend to agree, and I think you know Thank one you. of the things that I've I've I I like. Listen, I can't go with you on the breakfast sandwich because English muffins to me are elite. But the problem I'm having, as I get older and my stomach is changing, and I'm 35, so I'm not that old. Um, is I bread really upsets my stomach, especially stuff that you get from the grocery store. It makes them yeah. fart. <clears throat> no, not even and that. Also poo. No, it's like somebody set off some like TNT in my stomach, and it it's just, just a pain. It just hurts. Yeah. So I don't really eat much bread, and this is pretty recent. And the only bread I do eat is the stuff that my wife loves to bake. So I'll eat I'll eat like her focaccia or something like that, oh. and and I'll dip it in. But I really I stick to what Jesse's doing. Like I had a burger this weekend, didn't order the bun. Got a salad on the side and felt totally full, and that was that was what I need. And I find that bread 
if you have that big brioche butter, it makes you tired. I just find it makes you tired. And I don't want to be Gets tired. Gets in the way. You've got time for that. You know what? We, there's all sorts of lobbies in the world. Mm-hmm. Big bread needs to make a comeback. Big bread lobby? <laughs> big bread needs to make it. Go on. I feel like they're, they're losing. Ooh. They're losing because the Gen Z yeah. drinking less beer. Yeah. And the millennials are complaining about their tummies and their poos. Mm-hmm. You know, it's big bread. We we need the, that lobby to get their dog. No, and Steve's also going to advocate for like anti climate change. Yeah, because like yeah. Gen Z, they're taking care of the environment. Fuck those guys. Those. Yeah. And you heard about who cares Jackson? about the environment? You know, <laughs> fuck recycling. I've never even bit. Oh, I just throw my plastic bottle straight into the street ocean. I, I try to find baby turtles yeah. and like I don't even need pop cans, but I I buy those things oh. that we were told from the time we were five kill turtles. Screw and change. I throw them into the lake. No, let's bring back big bread and not recycling. I'm, All right, I'm Steve. You're up. All right, that's a joke. Steve, you're up. I made a joke. Hockey, <clears throat> five hockey. Minutes. Five minutes. So, um, I'll start. From the beginning this time. I'll start. I'll start. Yeah, in Toronto. It didn't, no. (laughs) Shoehorns are obsolete technology. No. um, (laughs) (laughs) I wish that was your take, by the way. I know. um, Well, apparently they're not. They're actually quite useful. No goalie is going to sign a double-digit contract for at least five, and I'm tempted to say 10 years, in the National Hockey League. It doesn't make sense. It's not something that is practical to do, and nobody in the entire NHL is good enough. It's not a feasible thing. We did it with Carey Price, Mm -hmm. who, when he signed the contract, was the best goalie in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, He was the best goalie in the world for brief periods during that contract. And then he got hurt. And you might say, but he got hurt. He was always maybe going to get hurt. I would say goalies arguably have more long-term injuries per capita than players do. um, Because... Well, off, their bodies are expected to do more things. Their bodies are expected to do more things, and yet also less. If you are the biggest workhorse of a goaltender in the NHL, so think Andre Vasilevsky for the last nearly decade, you're playing 60 games. That's so many games, but you're still missing 22 games. That's so many games. Imagine signing a player to a double-digit deal. You're signing Nathan McKinnon. You're signing Connor McDavid. You're signing Austin Matthews. And it's not about luck, luck of the draw. Like maybe they bust their shoulder like Matthews did a few years ago and you're out like a month or so. Or McDavid when he broke his clavicle. Or, um, you know, McKinnon had some bumps and bruises and he still only missed about 10 games last year. You are signing a guy to a double-digit contract and he could work a heavy workload and still only play 55 or 60 out of the 82 games. Andre Vasilevsky, by the way, is 500K off of double digits. Exactly. He's under 10 mil. And I would say he is the best goalie 
in the NHL. He certainly was leading up to recovering from back surgery. Mm-hmm. Shesterkin, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. Sorokin, what, what did he just sign for? It was eight something, wasn't uh, it? Uh, uh, Elias Sorokin is four million. Oh, what's the extension? He signed an extension. Uh, Connor Hellebuck just signed an extension eight, for 8.5. 8.25 is Sorokin until 2032. Exactly. Exactly. Who is coming up? Who is young? Who is worth it? This isn't necessarily, well, this is me saying it, but don't take my word for it. Take the rest of the NHL. Even though Sergey Bobrovsky just made it to the Stanley Cup final, no one else in the NHL thinks that's a good deal. He just went to the Stanley Cup final. Anyone going to trade for him? It's not going to happen. Uh, Carey Price was injured. I think those are the only two. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two double-digit goalies. What's the and max you would go? Not going to happen again. The max I would go, you got you to go with the pace car. The pace car is I'm already top 15 in playoff wins. I have two cups. I have multiple Vesna trophies, I believe. I have a Conn Smythe trophy. That's Andre Vasilevsky. 60-plus games a season when he's healthy, and he's still under the $10 million threshold. There are better ways to spend your money, and what happens if no the one's going to do up? If the cap goes up uh, forward... A defenseman is still the better way to go. The cap has to go up significantly. I'm not talking four mil. I'm talking something like 10, 12, 15. Is your hot take that it won't ever happen? My hot take is it won't happen for at least five years, maybe 10. Wow. Is it it five or 10? I think that's very important. Six. Can we get a percentage of cap that the goalie, one mm. single goalie, should take up? Because I lot like mm. the Leafs have a pretty cheap goaltending tandem. Uh, a lot of teams do. Yeah. What's the percentage of cap that you ideally want hmm. a a higher paid like a Connor Hellebuck, Vasilevsky, your star, UC Saros? What's the most you want them taking up? Jesse, what is the percent of the cap <clears throat> that Vasilevsky takes up right now? Oh, that's your alarm. That's five minutes. Um, eleven point six six. So, I mean, 12, I guess, would be the cap. I don't think anyone is going to take up, any goaltender is going to take up 12% of the cap or more for at least six years. So until 20, oh, here it is. It won't be until 2030 that we see a goalie hit 12% of the cap or double digits. We will keep track of this. And if you are wrong, what's your punishment? Uh, the internet dunks on me for a week. <laughs> Which is every week. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need something that doesn't happen every day. Um, I go on a diet. <laughs> you got to you got to eat a ghost pepper. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no, a double super ghost pepper. No, you got to have a- You got to be like, it's so hot on camera and I would get a billion TikTok likes. It's always some guy like, I've been working on this for three years. What do you mean? How? How? <laughs> With what technology? They're supposed to Go to prison. You eat spicier and spicier. You're supposed to work your way up to it. Like yeah. You're yeah. training your stomach. Yeah. This spicy thing. You just Why? find a guy lying dead in his backyard with a hole in his stomach. It looks like a fucking meteor <laughs> cleaved him in half. No, it's just he ate a pepper that he invented. Hey, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We've talked about our mental health often on this show. Mm. And you know, frankly, over the last few years, there's been a lot of reasons to. Why? What happened? Uh, exactly. Mm. Uh, we're wondering about that, uh, about the last half decade, honestly. Um, BetterHelp is a great place for you to take a second 
have an outside party, look at you, look at your life. You can explain things. You can talk things out. And what's great is that they're interested but disinterested, as in they're they're a neutral party. They can help you with things. Right. I'm still, I'm just getting back on track. I thought you talked about throwing an actual party outside. No. And I was like, <laughs> but it's cold. No, exactly. No, I'm talking about somebody coming into your life and going, hey, how can we make things a little bit better for you so right. you can get through each day and and get closer to the happiness that you want. BetterHelp is a great place to do it. And uh, we're offering uh, a really great spot, a really great deal. Uh, visit betterhelp.com slash SDP today to get 10% off your first month. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SDP. Adam, you're That's up. enough. This is your last take. You know, life is about learning. And you realize the older you get, the 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 how little you knew and even like it could be like year over year right you look at yourself and you go man i didn't know that last year i now know it this year i will tell you this um never i never really grew up going i want to be a parent i never had that dream and then when i hit 30 i was like okay let's do it it is true adam was vehement in high school that you would never be a father and then and most of my 20s too yeah, oh yeah. And and then and so I had a kid. And let me tell you this. The investment that you have to make in a child is intense, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But there is a what do they call they there's a thing about um that they that social scientists I think have studied or some, I think it was like Scott Galloway or something. He's like happiness in life is a U shape. Okay? Mm. okay. So you you go to about 25, <laughs> you're pretty happy. What? And then you go down and 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 you get depressed. 25 to 35, it kind of mm, swings down. Happening? And then 35 to 45, it starts to swing back up again. Part of that is mortgage, kids, debt, everything else that goes into it, right? It's you're running around like crazy. And I'll tell you this: there is a drop-off in happiness when you have a kid. And I will tell you this: there is an exponential growth every year after. The mm. first six months are hell, and then it starts to get better and better. And I will tell you this. The, the curve goes up like this, but once you hit four years old, it's like this. And I'll, t I'll tell you why. You can have full conversations with that kid. When I get Everly up in the morning. I had one the other day. It freaked me out. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. You go like multi-sentences and whatever. Yeah. Uh, when I get Everly up, she takes her own clothes off. She still wears a, a diaper overnight because, you know, we still haven't fully potty trained the overnight. Mm -hmm. sure. um, and so she puts... She puts it in the diaper genie, and she puts her clothes in the in the hamper, and then she goes to the bath, goes to wash. We do a quick shower, quick rinse off because we don't want to smell like diaper going to going to, going to school. Sure. And then that. she brushes her own teeth, dresses herself. I have to comb her hair, but she's learning how to do that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then she eats her own breakfast, takes her own dishes to the sink, throws out her own napkin, goes to the door, puts on her own shoes, zips up her own coat, puts her own hats and mitts on, and I meet her there, and then we go to school. Did you and it all is, catch the amount of things Adam said? None of those seem like significant things. And a few years ago, I wouldn't have thought anything of them. That's like 15, 20 things you would have previously had to have done yourself. Yes. For the child that the child can now do for themselves. What exactly is the take here? That the kids take are, is kids that parenting is way more fun after age four. After age four, if you put in the money, like there's people out there who's got who've got two or three kids and like I'm just in hell right now. I've got a kid who's four, I got a kid who's two, and I got a kid who's six months, and we're just in diaper hell and everything's hard and whatever. And I feel you, I feel you. I'm telling you, by the time they're able to talk and do all the things that I mentioned, your life is gonna go through the roof amazing because 
what's so cool is like on the way to school and kinder, I think this coincides with starting in kindergarten too. So if your kid's like a late birthday, you know, count this. Kindergarten <clears throat> teaches them so much. Everly gave me a lesson on Hanukkah on the way to school. The <laughs> she told me about the, the leftover oil and the eight days and everything. And I'm like, you are four years old. Mm -hmm. And I, I got a ton of, a ton of joy out of that as a parent. And I have to tell you, it is so nice because the whole point in, in my, my books, the whole point of parenting is to love them and also to teach them not to need you. That's really the idea, right? We want them to be able to at 18 or 19 years old go, yeah, I can go away to school and I'll be all right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that my life has taken a turn for the better in the last year. And it's especially since she's turned four years old. I, I am blown away by how smart she is. And you get so much satisfaction about that as a parent. And I want to just say, get to, get to four years old and you'll be all right, parents. I don't know if that's a hot take. It's a hot take. As so much as just like good parenting advice. I think, I think it's a hot <laughs> take because here's, here's what it is with parenting. No one wants to tell you that some of it sucks. No one wants to tell you that at certain points, most of it sucks. Yeah. There are moments where I remember when Everly was like an infant and there's moments where she was like super calm and quiet. And you're like, oh, isn't she cute? And then, you know, it's 2 a.m. and she's up and she's crying and you're feeding and you're changing and whatever. And then it's 2.45. You got her down to bed again, mm -hmm. if you're lucky. And then 3.15 rolls around and she's up again. And it's like that all night. And it's like that for weeks. Mm -hmm. That shit sucks. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. I hated it. So I only had one. <laughs> I only want to do that one time. And I'll tell you, that's, that's, I think the thing with parenting for me that I've learned is that no one wants to talk about that sometimes it just fucking sucks. No one will just say it. I don't understand. That has not been my experience. Really? Everyone is more than happy to tell you how much it fucking sucks. No one, no one will go on, like, no parenting that's books like, guy. hey, you know, what the, you know what sucks? All of this. <laughs> I read parenting books. They're like, it'll be okay. No. And sometimes it's just not. That, okay, there's... Uh, my mini hot take do not read a single parenting book yes or or mommy blog stay away uh, uh, <laughs> what what was I think you told me a quote it's uh, if there if there are a thousand books on how to do something there are none yes <sighs> yeah yeah I the, the, the greatest um, I was so disappointed in myself the first few months of Leo's life because I did a bunch of reading and preparation mm -hmm. and I wasn't the superstar that I thought I would be. Um, and that like screwed me up for like the first few months. And then he started sleeping and I started, uh, you know, after like two weeks of sleeping through the night, my wife and I sort of looked at each other for the first time in like six months and we were like, Whoa, it's you, mm. you know? And, but for me, like, I don't know. I enjoy being a parent now. <laughs> and, he's, <laughs> and he's not four. So. But he's no, I, I'm not saying I didn't. I'm just saying the exponential increase at four years old. Mm. It's like it takes off like a rocket ship. You're you're happier. Yeah. Every year you get happier. But the it's it's a whole different ball game once they hit school. I'm just throwing that out yeah, there. I feel like that's, that's my hot just, take. That's really good advice. Like I don't know if, I, if it's that hot. I think it's a pretty hot take. I don't think I've heard anybody say it. Isn't that what makes it a hot take? Well, I think we're now in this weird <laughs> spot where people like look at kids negatively like people without kids look at them negatively and like if you don't want to have them then don't. yourself i don't care that's fine yeah but like don't look down on me for having kids that's weird eh, keep your little crotch goblin away from me okay what the fuck mm -hmm. that's a little strange uh, that's so mean it's oh and you see it and you're just like oh okay you're just you haven't lived 
like at all. No, I well, yeah. or, don't or, even value. Or you're not getting an enjoyment like, enough enjoyment out of your kidless life to not judge somebody hmm. who has kids. <laughs> yeah, like, like I don't understand. Here's the thing: you can have a great. You could be what is it? Uh, double income, no kids, dinks, dinks. Yeah. yeah, you could be a dink, and I. That sounds like a great life. It I sounds, dude. I know incredible. people. And their house is full of Legos and video games. And their and, life is full of Lego and, and video games. no <laughs> shit all over the floor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no dings on the walls. Yep. And, and no snot stains on the shoulder of every shirt they own. They're not sick every week. Yeah. And they're not yes. sick. Oh, yeah. God, and you sick every week. It's Believe me, I understand the appeal. But you don't need to drop. You don't need to, to take someone else's lifestyle choices down to, to benefit your own. Just no. say, I really like not having kids. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. That's Keep your kid away from me. All right. All right. So that's my, I guess it's parenting advice and it's not a hot enough take, but I'm telling you, four years old, that's when the happiness kicks in, really kicks in. That's good. So um, if I, you are the parent of a newborn, uh, four months, four months, <laughs> then make sure they sleep through the night. And then well, Everly was, Everly it's was whenever eight, they start sleeping. Everly was eight months before she slept through the night. That eight sounds months. bad. It was hell. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Anyway, Jesse, go ahead. All right, this is my last take on Hot Take a Palooza number two, Electric Boogaloo. And I think this might anger some of the parents out there. Oh, boy. Yeah. Keep your little crotch goblin away I'm from me. That's, say, that's his hot take. Kids shouldn't be on planes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, no, no. Oh. I don't, I, this doesn't even really have to apply to parents or anybody. But I think it's, it's something that parents find convenient. I'm just basing it off the parent talk that you just had, Adam. Interesting, but interesting. Um, it, it applies to the general population. Because I think we've gone too far with the internet mm -hmm. right yes. now. Uh, it's, it's at a place where ordering things online is not worth it. And it is so much better right now to go to a damn store and pick it up as opposed to ordering it online. Interesting. Have you ever tried to order groceries online? Uh, Through one of like not myself. One of those apps. No. One of those delivery Instant apps, and, and you, you place your grocery order, and, and then the, the driver's like, you know what? They don't have this, so I'm going to, instead of yogurt, I'm going to get you a tub of ice cream. Mm -hmm. Nonsense. You ever try to order just like a simple thing that like HomeSense has? You want a set of plates, and you go to Jeff Bezos' store, and you're like, okay, these plates look good. I'm going to get these plates, and they arrive there, and you're like, oh. I got these plates, and these are a, a cheap knockoff, and they're, they're kind of plasticky. Mm. And you know what? Not even worth to take them back, because then I got to go down to Canada Post and ship them yes. back to you, Jeff Bezos. You weren't yeah. going to leave your house to pick them up. Why are you going to leave your and house to bring them back? You never, and then you end up being like, you know what? It's not worth it to return it. I'm just going to keep these cheap, shitty plates anyways. And then you end up going to uh, where home sense anyways and getting the plates, because you got these cheap, shitty plates all the time. All the time, you are better served going to a damn store, looking at it with your hands, touching it, feeling it, taking it home and getting it. 
I am so disappointed with what's being served to me online that it's not worth it. Go to the store. Pick it up. Jesse. Yeah. Mm. You're 31? Yeah. Can you imagine being this passionate about something like this when you were 24? No, never. No. He's, no. he's you know what? He's getting in, doesn't have any kids, but he's getting into his dad zone. That was a dad take. That's a new balance, new balance, and I'm, Le- I'm doing my lawn take. Leave your damn house. That pick it up. Like, look at it with your eyes instead of, through, instead of through your phone. They have too many conveniences <laughs> these days. These, All kids. these kids on their TikToks ordering things off the TikTok store. You are, wow. You, that is the most dad take I've <laughs> ever heard you have. Do you, guys, do you disagree? Um, How often are you disappointed with shit that comes and you're like, ah, oh, there's some cheap stuff? You know what? I, I and I'm not going to return it because it's a hassle. Yeah, I mean, I did it with um, succulents. I got fake succulents on Amazon, and they were terrible. Um, yeah. And I still use them because I didn't want to return them. Uh, they look, they don't look great, but they That's look okay from afar. Uh, so I'm like, ah, most people won't notice. But um, I, I go think, to IKEA. Go to IKEA. Look get, at them in the eyes. I, I'll tell you this. Um, look I I love. There's certain stores I'll, I will I will back you on that. But I'll tell you, there was a certain hardware store. Uh, hard war and, and lifestyle sort of store that I went in and I bought a toilet brush and they had a toilet brush that was $50 and they had a toilet <laughs> plunger that was $50 and that was their generic brand or you could buy the cheap one for $8. So me being me, I was like, I'm getting the $8 toilet brush. So I get it home and I have to use the toilet brush because you got to clean your toilet and the brush head no, no. falls off oh, into no. the toilet. And I look at it, and That's, you know, you, you know how they, get, get you know how the you, toilet. like a screwdriver, right? It's got the edges around it that you yeah. screw together. The head of that brush did not fit on the stick, so even if I'd screwed it in, I would have literally had to super glue it together for it to stay. So it was mm-hmm. a piece of shit. Somebody the, that was a bad manufacturing job. So what did I do? I went on Amazon, and for eighteen dollars, I got myself a toilet brush that not only has the rounds part, but it's also got this other brush up the arm, so I can get really in there. Mm. And it's the best damn toilet brush I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I think that there are exceptions to the rule. And there are stores that I like to putz around in. I like a good Canadian Tire oh, putz. I love, love Garden Center. Canadian Tire is the most underrated store in it's Canada. amazing. It has everything. Yeah. It's beautiful. Ikea, One of the greatest places on earth. Ikea, I like to order online. It's too much chaos for my brain. Too much chaos. What do you got, Steve? I just learned I'm still a child. Because if there is a toy section mm-hmm. or a toy store, I'm going in the toy store. <laughs> I, will, I will putz around the toy store. I am not putzing around the hardware store. <laughs> the sports section, you bounce the basketball a couple times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yep, it's, that's a basketball. Yeah, it bounces. You, or you get those soft color balls out of the uh, out of the, uh, the big bin. container, and you're yeah. like pulling them out, whipping them at each other, and pull, pulling out swiffer section. They have like warrior brand hockey sticks. Oh, for toddlers and i'm like does leo need a seventh hockey stick maybe mm-hmm. maybe i know i do mm-hmm. like this is okay it's perfect for his height but wait let me test it it's also the perfect height for me if i'm playing from my knees mm. i think if i don't get this stick i'm a bad father right so i need to get this right now yeah there's a memorabilia store called rats with a w and a z at the end rats in ajax and every time i walk by rats I'm going in rats to look at the same stuff I've seen in rats every single time. But what if I discover something different? Oh, yeah. And what if I, you know, if I spend $10 here, it's fine. 
You go to the Lego. What if I spend twenty dollars here, and you know what? I'm just going to buy this for 150. And a store that you should go to instead of ordering online, you should go to any Lego store. Oh, any Lego, Lego stores. Store. Man, yeah. I just like going. Cool I never spot. buy anything, but I like. Man, that'd be crazy if I built that. Mm-hmm. If you're a memorabilia nut, flea market. Yep. The dirtier and grungier and less organized, the better. Also yeah. great for records if you like uh, yeah. old vintage vinyl. Get a flea market. Um, one thing I didn't touch on with my take, I just want to add this on to the end. Um, ever try ordering clothes online? Worst experience in the entire world. Go to a store, try it on. Yeah, like, I agree. and then you're like, oh, I got these jeans, they don't fit, and then you're like, but I gotta, then I gotta return them. Yeah, I ship them back. Yeah. You know the clothes online thing? Uh, uh-uh, uh, no go. Adds to my argument. Just go to the store. If I could make my own clothes, I would. I hate going to the store and trying them on, and I also hate ordering them. It's, you're just it's, out i just hate it yeah that's why i love our store because you, you know the size i know <laughs> how everything fits me and i'm like thank you thank you thank you thank you <laughs> i don't want to go to the store and i don't want to order it online all right steven end us off last take make it a good one i'm glad i get to end off this way um i can't believe this is a hot take but it is hmm um, and maybe it's something that will help you through this holiday season. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be an optimist. That is my hot take, that it's okay to be an optimist. Have you ever noticed that everything you read, everything you listen to, and everything you watch has the, theme, has the same thesis, and that is that everything is fucked? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm sure there's some truth to that. I definitely do think there is some truth to the fact that a lot of things are fucked. A lot of things are not great. And I'm not telling you to ignore all those things. But this this take originally began labeled as not, it's okay to be an optimist. It was originally labeled, there are too many things. (laughs) Mm. There are too many things to know. Hey, aren't you up to date on this? Hey, have you heard this? This celebrity gossip and this is going on and this is... Ah! I can't be a thesis doctorate expert on friggin' everything. <laughs> and it's okay to take the mental burden off yourself. I used to look at that as a weak way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. And you should always try to become smarter. You should always try to become more open-minded. But it's okay... To not, it's okay to not know some things, and it's okay to be an optimist about the world's problems. The genre of media that I am well sick and tired of is look at all these problems. (laughs) That's good. Here's, hey, here's an aspect of life. It's the automotive industry. It's, it's politics. It's the housing market, for God's sakes. It's, uh, it's this, it's that, it's that. Here are all the problems. I want to hear some solutions. <laughs> it is stressful to simply consume, this is fucked. Yeah. <clears throat> I would like to watch, I'd be far more open to watching, this is fucked, here's how it could be fixed. Can I interject? Go ahead, because I'm obviously treading water. This is entirely your fault? Oh, I know. 
Why is it his fault? Because the things that get the most clicks are the negative things. So these, I've noticed these media conglomerates that are in it for the clicks, they pump out the clicks that have negative headlines. Now, wait, because hold you on. And us consumers of media click on the negative. The social media companies yep. that tip their algorithm mm -hmm. that way have created this. Yes. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying a catchy headline from the 50s is like, ah, the, the Russians could nuke us anytime. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that that sold papers. I'm totally sure of that. Uh, news of the world existed far before the internet did, uh, which is an old tabloid that used to have aliens on the cover, and I used to see it at Dominion with my mom when I was grocery shopping. But um, I, I, I like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Here's here's let's good use take. Red Dead Redemption. Take, Steve. Let's use Redem Red Dead Redemption. Oh, let's. If you let's did a do video it. on, do you know how much that game has taught me about animals? Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's I know what Adam was going to talk about. Yeah. No, but along that line, if Steve did a video, let's say Steve was a Red Dead Redemption streamer. Yeah. And he does it's happening. And he's got a YouTube channel, which he does. I am the George R. R. Martin of Red Dead Redemption streaming. He's got a video that's coming out Wednesday one week and a video that comes out Wednesday the next week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. The. The, the first Wednesday video, because mm -hmm. he does Wednesdays every week, is going to be um, uh, uh, five massive plot holes with Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. Okay? Or, mm -hmm. or problems. Plot holes, problems, whatever you want to use. Mm -hmm. the, other, the next one, the next week, is five amazing things that they got super right <laughs> uh -huh. about Red Dead Redemption. Mm -hmm. What video do you think does better? The first one does a million more views. A million. Yeah, a million more. See, I will. And by admit, the way, you should do both of those videos. Yeah, by the way, like, well, the, the curiosity will make me watch both. I guarantee I will enjoy the here's what makes this game so special more. Mm -hmm. There are so many YouTubers, for some reason, almost exclusively from Britain or Australia, mm -hmm. who talk about Red Dead Redemption, and they're part of the... Like, I played the game and enjoyed it, watched their stuff, and I was like, I'm going to do all the goofy shit that they told me about. And Grand I Theft Auto, about. same thing. Grand Theft Auto, same thing. And I got even more into it, and like got back into it, found my way back to it. It's And, like, you know what I, <laughs> you know what I did the other day? Uh, I finally, in December, downloaded, with my free code, NHL 24. Because you know why? I'm allowed to enjoy NHL 24. Mm -hmm. I like the take. I think 100% people should just be more optimistic in general. I like that. Like, there's, just... no, like there's no need to be doomsday about everything. Do you know how exhausting that is? Those kinds of people. Well, oh, everything is fucking end of the world. Like, fucking go smile. There's, there's <laughs> a nihilism that comes with it. And, like, to me, it's the equivalent of, like, I've been rear-ended on, on the DVP before. It was a car accident. And for me, it's the equivalent of getting rear-ended. You both get out of your car. And you go, oh, man, look at that. <laughs> and then you both stand there for the rest of your lives going, well, look at that. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? Mm -hmm. no, call someone. Exchange information. Solve this problem. Take steps toward, oh, now my fucking neck hurts. Call the Cairo. Call the massage. Go to the doctor. <laughs> Fix the problem. Yeah, but it's going to take time. Well, 
It happened. What? <laughs> so you can choose to take steps towards bettering the situation, mm-hmm. or you can spend the rest of your life going, "Oh, wish that didn't happen." Yeah. yeah. I mean, me too, man. But it did. Let's solve it. Uh, that is it for Hot Take a Palooza. I like Electric Boogaloo. You guys preparing your takes for Hot Take a Palooza 3? Already. Nope. <laughs> I'm warming up. Not. I'm warming up. Steve's going to come five minutes before. And You're say, like, I didn't think of it last night. I was that busy tonight. What is this again? Uh, I was playing hockey with the Dangle Navy guys. I, 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 I. I haven't played the damn game uh, in like six he months. He like made a bad play and I don't know what to know about it. Yeah, he did make a bad play. I haven't played with him and he still made a bad play. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We love you. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.